Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Life Links with the DL Link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us. Life Links is a funding initiative of the DL Link. I'd like to welcome Dr. Vilikazi. Welcome, welcome, Bogi. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. And um, uh, good, good afternoon to all of you. Uh, well, it is really, really wonderful to have you on the show. And I've got to say that I'm quite overwhelmed by some of these statistics that obesity is a growing health problem worldwide. 13% of adults worldwide are considered obese and obesity is the cause of premature death for 4.7 million people. And those are statistics from 2017. I'd be very interested to see what those statistics look like in 2021, certainly after a year of a pandemic where people have been forced to stay at home, change the way they eat, change the way they exercise. But I think, Bungi, before we get started, let's get an idea of what obesity is. Is it me sitting here in the chair and feeling these, what are they called, muffin tops, um, uh, you know, kind of lunging over my my, my denim jeans? What, what is obesity? How, how do we measure obesity? And so if we are to define obesity, basically, we define it as um, a disease characterized by excess fat. And um, how we measure that, a lot of people are, are familiar with BMI. It is truly like a, a screening tool um, which guides us um, in terms of classification. Of, of, um, but there are further tools uh, that we use to diagnose family. So if I were to just say roughly, if uh, your BMI is between, um, um, if it's less than 25, between uh, 22 and a half to 25, it's within normal. More than 25 to about 29.9, you are deemed overweight. If it's 30 and above, you're obese. And depending where you are, less than 35, it's obese, plus one. 35 to 39 is plus two. And then uh, uh, above 40 is plus three. And so the BMI standing for body mass index. Yes, so, yes. so, so what you're saying is, I know uh-huh. you've got to go to a doctor and these special little things that squeeze your fat and do all sorts of things to assess whether you are obese or not. Um, but I think, you know, today we, I know we're focusing on, on being obese, but, but we, 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 you know, someone can turn around and look at themselves in the mirror and say, I feel overweight or I feel like I need to be, I don't feel as healthy. I feel I'm out of breath if I, if I climb up the stairs. I can't close my jeans like I used to close them. So, so we're appealing to everyone really listening today. So let's, let's look at the causes of obesity. Very interesting. Because I know there's genes involved. Um, yes, definitely. So obesity is what we call, obviously, a, a multifactorial disease. And before I go there, you know, if we're talking about size and image and looking at ourselves in the mirror, I always um, also mention um, um, that, you know, just because you look a certain way does not necessarily mean um, you are obese or not. So if, for instance, you're skinny okay. and you perceive yourself to be small, you could actually still have um, obesity. So it, it's important to get measured, to get your body fat percentage taken, to understand your waist circumference and your waist hip ratio, because it, you can actually be classified in the hidden range. So, but if we look at um, um, the causes of obesity, 
um, it's it's a it's a it's multifactorial. So we have what you call individual factors, and social factors, and we have uh, environmental that will, will um, um, make someone perhaps uh, prone uh, to obesity. And when we speak of individual factors, we look at your biological factors, basically your genetic predisposition, um, uh, your 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 experience in uterine. So antenatally, what was happening, you know, when you were still in your mother's tummy, when you got born, uh, the environment that you got you got born in, when you got socialized into your family, into your community, um, what was happening in that area. And environmentally, what's available? Um, do you have space to exercise? Is there pavement where you can run, basically? safe, um, what is available in the shops that you go to, um, and all those things and when to work. So it is truly, truly uh, multifactorial. But at the very, very, very fundamental basic, um, it is a, an energy balance. So it is a positive energy balance. So if you are taking in more than you are spending, um, chances are that you will um, have obesity. But then it is important to understand why is it that you are prone to taking in more energy than you are spending. Jeez, that's so interesting. So, so you're saying that basically if you're eating more than you're energizing or exercising, there's that. But then there is all of this genetic predisposition. When your mother was pregnant, when you were in utero, how she was eating, what was happening. So that's quite interesting when people talk about breastfeeding as well. And, and I don't want to spend too much time on that. Um, but, but are you saying that the, the kind of choices that were made from when breastfeeding, bottle feeding, the kind of food um, you were eating that that could have an impact on whether you are obese later on in life. Definitely, Nikki, and it's one of the areas that, um, as a country, we're trying to focus on because early breastfeeding uh, practices are key. Um, how we socialize our children, when do we take them to bed, how long are they sleeping? Sleep is very important. We talk about genetics, we talk about hormones. And uh, we talk about incorporating in the body of which there's hormones that we call hunger hormones, you know, hunger and satiety hormones, the gadolins and the leptins. All of those things are affected by our sleep cycles and uh, what we are being fed. If we are being fed um, uh, calorie-rich foods, but perhaps nutrient uh, empty foods. So all of that impacts and it creates this profile, you know, from a, 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 a childhood that then a child grows up with. You talked about global statistics. If you look at the South African statistics now, uh, we're looking at more than 67% of women overweight or obese. Um, 26, uh, more than 26% overweight, more than 40%, and 31% of men, and 13% of children. Overweight children make for overweight adults. Today is World Obesity Day being the 4th of March. We're talking about obesity, the causes of obesity, the frightening um, high rates of obesity here in South Africa and globally, the impact that it's having, having on our overall health. I have uh, the founder and medical director, Dr. Bongiwe Villakazi, um, who is really passionate about weight management and the provision of sustainable weight management solutions. She is uh, the founder and medical director at Wellness 360. Dr. Bongi, just before the break, I, I mentioned this set point theory, which I find very interesting. Perhaps you can give our listeners a brief outline of what the set point theory actually is. So uh, basically the uh, set point theory actually is a conversation that is uh, ongoing in our obesity management uh, community. Uh, But what it alludes to basically is that um, in simple terms, um, a body gets um, 
use your each individual body gets used to a, um, a certain amount of weight so that um it, it, the weight that you are, um, you sit on for the longest time almost that's where the body sits and it sets at that point so when when someone then tries to lose weight or engage in a, in a weight management program um, they will initially see a bit of weight loss, then the body um, recognizes uh, the change and suddenly thinks, okay, something is going on. Because the body is wired to think that if I'm losing weight, I'm going to a period of famine, basically. I mean, this is years and years and years of wiring. So then the body tends to protect now the fat. Because fat is very important as a source of energy. You know what I mean? So um, it would rather lose a bit of muscle here that you're not moving whatever, but if it's able to keep the fat and able to uh, fuel you and fuel all your body functions, then you'll be alive for longer. So what happens is then uh, that your your hunger hormones, they, they change uh, to support uh, um, basically you not being able to, wait, to lose weight. So it's something that uh, sits and actually poses a... a any weight loss attempts. That's why it's very, very important that if you're trying to lose weight, you continue doing the right things. You do not get uh, demotivated or dejected and stop because you are working against this um, long-term chronic wiring of your own body. It's amazing how this primitive wiring to survive really derails us in so many areas of our lives. I'm so fascinated by the mind and thoughts. And I know that, you know, this fight and flight and how it can hold us back really with limiting beliefs. And look how it impacts um, our body as well. The actual physiology of as we start to lose weight, the body goes, "Uh oh, we better store that weight. So that's quite interesting. And I know that in terms of mindfulness meditation, Dr. Bongi, people have looked at the set points of happiness and they've said that with ongoing meditation you can actually reverse that and it, a lot of psychologists are so interested in how through managing the, the the thoughts that are coming in and just noticing in them and then allowing them to pass through they've noticed that different parts of the brain wire and so the the, the set point for happiness can be altered so I'm going to ask the same question is it possible to alter the set point when it comes to your weight or are you that's it this is your weight and you can go on diet and this is what you're going to return to but um i heard that you're asking um if you you can sort of reset at this point um i will say um yes obviously because otherwise then whatever we're doing is futile i think then um, obviously what we need to understand is that um you know, obesity is a chronic disease. It's a chronic and it's a relapsing disease. So if you're going to uh, lose weight and attain, attain whatever goal that you wanted to achieve and then think that you're going to stop, that doesn't happen because then you will obviously revert um, to who you've been and revert to your own old lifestyle and then uh, your weight will just come back and possibly even more than it was before. So um, studies show... Um, um, that maybe in about two to three years or so you can you can sort of reset um, uh, the set point, uh, but it is obviously ongoing work. And the important thing is that um, you know when one has hypertension or one is diabetic, uh, they don't take a pill, and then when the BP is, is normal, then they stop taking medication. The truth about uh, weight management is that. Uh, uh, whatever works, whatever is working for you, um, that's why it has to be a lifestyle change. It has to be the way you live so that you do not have to revert to your own way of living and then you maintain that for life. And whatever medication 
that you are supported with as well, you can take on as well for life because you are treating a chronic, chronic disease. So we're happy that we do have um, some tools, obviously, that we can use now in terms of medication to try and address the set points, to try and address this hunger hormones, you know, the gadolins and the lectins, to try and address this uh, and neurohormonal pathways, you know, to increase their uh, feeling full, to decrease their uh, um, uh, being hungry all the time, just to try and support anybody going through uh, a weight management. I, I think that your quote, um, which I came across, I think really summarizes everything you've said. And, and you say here, weight management is like learning a new language. We teach our clients to understand their environment, their triggers, to understand and speak healthy lifestyles, nutrition, and physical activity. It is a process and not an event. So the event is when people go on those short-term diets. They want to lose whatever it is they want to lose. Um, they, they want to reverse their weight. Uh, and, and you're saying that, you know, this is something, this is a, this is a lifelong journey. And if you really want the success, you've got to shift and change so many areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're looking at, you're looking at the way people see themselves. So there's a lot of the psychology, the mind work, the exercise and the diet. It's a holistic process. The holistic process. And I always speak about environments because you know, you, you, you love mindful stuff. We talk about mindful eating. Yes. Being mindful of your environment because there's so many things that are in our environment. Then we just take for granted that are in our subconscious. For instance, when we speak of the built environment, you know, you go grocery shopping, for instance, you go to the aisle, you, you're going to go pick up your, your own things. And then as you go pay, um, we've got those nice aisles right by the teals, you know, that with oh. all the tempting things, you know. So yes. that's part of the environment. That's what you have to understand that that has been placed there for a purpose, you know, to trigger some things in you. You have to understand why you eat a certain way, why you love a certain thing. And everything is tied to how we grew up emotionally, you know, how we were touched by one particular thing or another. So we always regress almost to that primal nature. I always tell my my patients, basically, in every situation, even if it's not about weight management, when you face something, don't react. Always try to respond. Pause. And respond because when you react, we, we go back to our primal nature, to, to what we know makes us safe, to what we know works for us. But when you respond, you can look at, at a problem or an issue um, logically and, and address it logically as well, using your heart function rather than just uh, um, um, reacting. Mm. So working on obesity, Dr. Bongi, is really a journey within. Um, if you want mm. sustained success, um, and if, and it's not just success, success is certainly the wrong word. Um, you're looking about sustained health because you look at type two diabetes, how it's growing. Yes. And this really is a lifestyle disease. And so it's a, it's a shift in mindset completely. Um, so that you can have this new way of life. Dr. Bongi, one more question before I do say goodbye to you. Um, for our listeners out there, the, you know, people are talking about, um, uh, the, 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 the rates of COVID-19 is something like 10 times higher in countries where 50% or more of the population is overweight. Are you seeing a link between obesity and um, and, and death rates with regards to COVID? Um, so um, last year, I actually gave a webinar on obesity and, and, and COVID-19. Um, uh, so what we're seeing that um, uh, when someone is obese, 
they are at a higher risk of uh, severe disease and even death um, than the normal population, just because of the way COVID-19 behaves around what we call the angel tension um, uh, system, uh, which is um, linked to a chronic inflammatory state. So obesity, obviously, you know, uh, when you have obesity, even when you don't have disease, um, it's a risk factor for disease because of this um, chronic inflammatory state your body is always in. So your body is always in the flight or, fi- uh, or fight mode. And uh, when COVID-19 hits, it finds this body, your body now in this state, and it's easy for it um, then to, to grasp and affect your lungs and affect um, all your organs. And also because when, you, um, when one has obesity, um, they are prone to um, clotting because um, uh, simple language, basically, your blood, your blood flow can be sluggish and you can be prone to what we call uh, clots um, in the in your in your blood vessels that can then shoot up to your heart and to your lungs. And COVID nineteen also does a similar thing in that um, it 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 makes you prone uh, to clotting. And a lot of people have had a lot of uh, pulmonary emboli um, from COVID nineteen and obesity. Again, when one is obese, it, it causes a mechanical issue because, uh, uh, for instance, if you're in ICU, you have to be turned around so many, so many times so that you don't develop bed sores, so that you do not develop these clots. At some point, uh, when there's uh, patients in what we call a prone position, so you're lying in your stomach. So when you're obese, it's difficult for you to lie in your tummy because that increases pressure in your stomach and it increases pressure in your lungs and it's difficult to breathe. So it's all those things then that affect um, um, uh, sort of the healing process and makes it hard. And the sheer weight as well on the chest causes what we call restrictive lung disease because your lungs are not expanding. Um, as much as they should if you are not carrying the weight. And that also affects the uh, survival with uh, COVID-19. Hmm. Sure. Quite frightening. Uh, Dr. Bongi, really the last, before we do go, for people who are listening and they want more information, can you direct them towards a website they can visit? Yes, I can. There is a very, very nice website uh, called uh, Truth About Weight. They can go to that and uh, it's patient-facing so they can read and understand and know where to, to find help. Or they can go to my website, www.wellness.ca, for more information as well. We missed your one. You, 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 we missed you. Just your, your website again, please. Mine is at www.wellness360.co.za. Wellness360.co.za. Um, Dr. Bongi Velikasi, thank you. Thank you for sharing so much information with me, with our audience. It's really been a pleasure having you, um, on the show and uh, a very good highlighting of, of a very important factor. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Nikki, and thank you to the Kaya listeners as well.